0: Good afternoon. So it is Saturday, the thirteenth of July. Just had my pre-workout meal, and I was like, you know what? I'll crank out a podcast. Uh, may as well. So, um, one of the things I had did have written down. I have a list of things that I like. I suppose I feel that uh, people could both benefit from, or I could uh, go into a little bit more detail. Is and one of them was uh, as to why. Uh, the magical rule, the magic of three sets of 10 is basically ingrained in most people who, um, uh, within, within someone's training where they want to, uh, within each exercise, usually the golden rule or the standard staple is three sets of 10. And, And I suppose when you kind of question why three sets of 10, why not more, why not less, um, to to answer that, I do think we need to basically define a few things. So, and I think first thing we need to define is intensity. So, what I think when you when you say to someone what's intensity, they usually, uh, f- I suppose for most people they'll think how how fast, um, how fast are you actually performing the movement? But rather, it's intensity is how close you're working to your one rep max. So so that what that means is how close are you, are you working towards your maximal. Um, one rep within the exercise for the for, so for the squat so, so meaning how much load have you got on that bar? So if you're working I suppose with a high intensity so more weight on the bar, then it's more than likely that you're going to be working with a lesser amount of volume. And we know that volume is uh, usually equated to more reps uh, and uh, less sets. So someone who's someone who says, you know, you might hear someone like, "Oh, we're going to have a high volume workout say So what they usually are referring to is uh, working with a lighter amount of weight and higher reps and higher sets. And when someone says, I'm gonna do a very high intense workout, a high intensity, low volume, usually it's uh, working with a heavier amount of weight and uh, less sets and a lower amount of reps. So the, the golden rule, I suppose, of three sets of 10, it's, it's there for a reason. And I suppose, although it's not, I wouldn't say concrete, it does provide, um, it, it is a stable for a reason. And um, so, when we're working within the uh, lower ends of the rep range, it, it can be quite taxing on on the body. So, so we know that you'll often find that um, although you can crank out fifteen to twenty reps on certain exercises, it, it, it won't be as taxing on the body if you're working with uh, the lower ends and obviously working with a heavier amount of weight, such as like reps between one and six. So, it just the the, the only um, downside of of doing this working within the lower ends is that it usually will not provide enough uh, a stimulus to fatigue ratio. So what I mean by that is if you're only really uh, doing about two to three reps, although it's quite heavy uh, and quite taxing on the body, usually it's not that, it's usually not enough time to provide enough stimulus uh, to basically generate an, uh, uh, I suppose, hypertrophy, it, but it will cu- accumulate enough fatigue. So what I mean by that is you're going to get fatigue before then, before you actually get um, a good amount of stimulus to the muscle that you're actually trying to work. So that's usually why they they say work within a little bit of a higher rep range. So usually from about an eight to a twelve uh, that will usually provide enough stimulus for that muscle growth while whilst not being so taxing um, on on your body. Um, Another thing to consider is uh, long term. So uh, another thing you need to consider is if you're constantly doing high intense workouts, it's going to play a role on uh, take a toll on your body. And and th- what I mean by that is the potential stress on your joints over time. Um, it's just it, although uh, I don't know for me and I'm not sure for a few other people on on the younger end, it's you're not you're not obviously going to feel it short term. It's just going to be uh wear and tear over years and years and years, and then although you got you got, I suppose for me you got to think long term in a sense of, I want to be doing this when I, when I'm older. Obviously, I don't want to be like lifting like absolutely minimal weight and, and and I suppose playing it safe and and using that as an excuse not to lift heavy weight. But there needs to be I suppose keep that thought in the back of your head of the potential stress and over your joints over time. Um, and I I essentially don't want to be the guy that's wearing, like elbow sleeves. Belt, wrist wraps, and he's only pressing on the Smith machine because he can't touch a free weight barbell or a dumbbell because everything else is just completely torn or just you can just tell what he's done in the younger his younger years of training has probably just been a result of what he, what he can do now. It's just it's been so taxing on his body. I don't know that for sure, but this is, this is generally what the trend I see. And I suppose on the other side is if you are like, okay, well, I'm just gonna lift uh, lighter weights for like twenty plus reps. Um, and I suppose most people consider this as like a, a cardio kind of uh, like a cardio set if it, if it goes you on, I suppose, 15 reps. Um, and although it's, it's not often uh, put in training programs, we're we training one training program um, if they basically wanted to build or preserve muscle. And I, th- I think the reason. Um, the main reason why this isn 't done is because it 's very hard to determine how close to failure you really are, so an example that i 've uh, written down and, and what i've thought of before is uh, if if you program in a set of twenty, the weight is the weight itself is going to likely to be moderate, and quite often you'll you 'll more than likely be able to push past these twenty plus plus reps but what what that, what I mean by that is usually things, uh, other other factors will be telling you that you've reached failure. And w- what I mean by failure is usually you might get gassed out. So, you know, uh, when you've gone for a run, you get, when you get gassed out. Usually other forms of fatigue will kick in before you actually reach true muscular failure. So you might get like puffed out, you might get joint fatigue. So imagine, have you ever done like... A high rep set of squats, or you, where you actually have to hold the bar on your neck and you keep your arms to your side. Have you ever like got a cramp in your like your rotator cuff or your your forearms or whatnot? And that's just due to holding or being under that bar just for, just for so long. And quite often you have to rack it, and you, before you actually whatever you're doing squats, lunges, whatever, before you actually reach failure or like close to what you uh, were trying to work towards, because other external things fatigued first. So you've got to, you've got to think about that. Like another thing is like stability fatigue. Can you imagine like just staying under the with a load on your back for whatever, two plus minutes. You you essentially want to get in and out, get enough stimulus to the muscle and obviously get work, uh, stimulate the muscle that you want to work and then obviously the muscles, that, the external muscles that are being involved uh, you don't want them to basically fatigue before the, the, the intended muscle. So that is one of the downsides, I suppose, of, of um, working in a higher rep range. It's, although it's not uh, that common because most people won't do it, it is something that you need to consider because you, you, you may think you are working hard, but it's more than likely that when you're like, oh, that was such a hard set. Yes, it may have actually been hard, but did you provide enough stimulus? Did you, I uh, suppose, uh, get the muscle under enough stress? Stress? Uh, stimulus, I suppose, uh, to uh, generate. Uh, fuck, what am I trying to say? <laughs> did, did did you uh, was was the way, uh, Did you really get enough uh, close enough to to failure? That's basically what what, what I'm trying to mean. Because more than likely, like I said, you'll reach failure through through other means before that. Um, so w- this ultimately does not mean that you, you should not push past past this, essentially the, this higher rep range. It can certainly, uh, but what I feel like you need to accumulate uh, use uh, the higher rep range for is uh more for isolation movements where, where I suppose you can afford to be more taxing on your joints. Uh, and what I mean by that is you wouldn't want to go like super high reps to failure um on your compound movements such as squats or like leg press and um but more more like things like your your bicep curls, your tricep extensions. Uh you you, you may have seen me work with uh exercises such as blood flow restriction training. Um, and also my reps as well. So uh, both of them are super high rep, usually to failure. Uh, and quite often you can get you can get pretty close to, or you can get close to uh, muscular fatigue before other external things play, uh, basically take over and fatigue first. So it, it's more so, uh, you gotta think of injury prevention as well. So you trying to push past actual failure on, on, on squats with such high reps, it's more than likely gonna uh, put you at risk of of potential injury compared to like your standard uh more isolation work so uh, i suppose this this may leave like so So how would you ultimately structure your training so you because like we, we know that you, if, okay well i'll just lift within the reps of eight to 12 uh constantly we know we can't do that we need to basically uh we will reach a plateau we will ob- obviously store so we need to find ways around it. so um, this is where I feel like, um, you can, you can kind of vary your rep ranges within macro and mesis meso, fuck, <laughs> meso cycles. So one cycle might be dedicated to reps of six to eight, another one, eight to 10, another one, 10 to 12, and then you rinse and repeat. So this could be like every few, every few months you'll basically come back to that rep range and then look at, like, oh, okay, so I know last cycle. Um, uh, within work, within working of the uh, six to eight rep range, I was getting this amount. This amount. Let's try and shoot of small increments each time. So it's not so much about no, you shouldn't work within the uh, high intensity, low volume, or the the other way around, high volume, low intensity. It's more so, uh, generally the happy medium is between eight to twelve, where we should spend the majority of our time. Uh, and then there obviously will be periods of time where we work in a high rep. Uh, high rep ranges and the lower rep ranges in order to accumulate uh, more volume over time, which we know volume is the main driver for hypertrophy. So it's a matter of uh, picking and choosing uh, where you want to work within your rep range, sticking by it. Uh, and this will obviously what else will come into play is where you currently are with your uh, current body composition as well. It obviously wouldn't be wise to be working in such high intensities on the very very lower ends of body fat. That's generally where you want to switch to more a a higher volume, low intensity, just for the sake of you not having enough uh, body fat, in uh, enough, I suppose, uh, coverage on your joints and your recovery capabilities. As I said, we know that uh, higher high intensity is going to be uh, accumulate a very uh, high fatigue, high fatigue uh, ratio compared to stimulus. So that also needs to be taken into consideration as well. So I think I jabbered quite a bit and I stumbled, but I really tried to. <laughs> Uh, speaking is definitely not my my strong point that 's what i 'm really trying to work on now, but hopefully you did at least get a bit of an insight of uh what, the reason why that they they would recommend sets working within sets three to ten, but that doesn 't mean you shouldn 't work with i suppose heavier weight low uh, low volume or high volume low weight so hopefully this has uh, cleared it up a little bit for you i didn 't confuse you a little bit um, and suppose how you can I suppose structure your training um, over a period of time in order to basically keep uh, progressing.